Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. It's all connected. Everything. So in the last couple of weeks, I have peed myself a number of times. It's becoming a trend. I'm glad you're not alone. I've I we've we've talked enough about it, but I peed myself for various reasons during the Super Bowl. Uh, I peed myself at the end of the last Flash episode. I peed myself at the end of the first episode of Better Call Saul. <laughs> and we won't spoil any of these things because they're br- sort of brand new, but I've been peeing myself a lot. And I was in bed last night, luckily. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. I did not pee the bed. <laughs> I was asleep last night when this news came through, luckily enough, because I probably would have been up late reading as much as I could about it. Uh, but I found out this morning... We decided to jump on, bring you a special It's All Connected, episode 48. 48. 48. This is John. I have with me Russell. Hello, Russell. Hello. Computer failure cannot keep me away. Yes. And, of course, we are speaking of the giant Marvel news that came out uh, last night as we record. Spider-Man, the Sony Spider-Man, will join forces uh, with Marvel and and bring him in in a certain number of ways to the MCU. And it's been rumored for a while, and everything we want to happen as geeks just seems to happen now, doesn't it? Yeah, the, it's it's not Irving Spider-Man. Like we didn't we didn't read that wrong. It's it's actually Spider Dash Man Spider-Man. So. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I had my phone next to me and I think, I, I think somebody tweeted us and that was the buzz. And like you, I was, I was at, at this point, I was kind of getting ready to go to bed and I looked it up and I was like, it, it, it was one of those things where I had to look at it on two or three different sources because I didn't believe it. Right. You know, I just thought, oh, okay, it's, you know, check the date. Is this somebody pulling up in April 1st? you know, 2014 article that they're rehashing or something like that. And I looked and it was from marvel.com. It was current dated, uh, multiple sources, uh, corroborated it. And I was like, wow, I don't even know what to do with this information five minutes before I'm about to go to sleep. Yeah. It, it's something else. You know, it, it's one of those things I'm, I'm starting to believe now that, uh, Really, really high-profile rumors are just true. <laughs> or <laughs> there's some truth to them. Like, nobody would just make that stuff up, I guess. Um, and whether they all pan out or not is another situation. But I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And these things were going on for a while while we were hearing about it. 
Uh, now we're sort of hearing that uh, it was dead in the water for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and sort of came back to life. Um, and you, of course, are our facts and research uh, department head. <laughs> so um, I'm going to let you get started, and I'm going to try to bring in Brad in the meantime, who we're all huge Spider-Man fans on It's All Connected and the HHWLOD network, of course, but Brad is probably the biggest. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to try to uh, phone call him into this Skype. As But go ahead and get started with... Uh, the facts. Cool. Well, first off, if I sound a little funny, it's because my main PC died, and uh, this was so important. I have misappropriated company property uh, to record on my on my business laptop uh, to do this. So I, I I'm going to sound a little different than uh, than normal. So I apologize. Uh, hopefully, it'll be fixed for the full recording uh, when we do Agent Carter. But I think some of this, you know, John, you mentioned rumor, speculation, smoke and fire. Uh, a lot of this has been a rumor for quite some time. I think the Sony hack is what really brought it to the forefront and added some credence to it. Because at that point, there was a little more legitimacy to it. I mean, when, unfortunately, Sony was hacked, a lot of personal emails were disclosed. Um, and at that time... Uh, it, it kind of leaked out that these negotiations were taking place, but they broke down. Um, and it, it, uh, I think, I think at that point we thought it was the end of it. And then there was, of course, the internet kind of flared up again and everybody was speculating that, um, you know, that, oh, this was really going to happen. And I, I think people were leaning more towards this being, um, that that Marvel was going to get uh, Spider-Man back, that uh, that that they were going to give him, you know, give it back up, which um, which I never bought that, and and I've gone on rants about that before, you know, that Spider-Man may have been disappointing from a total revenue standpoint uh, as compared to previous movies, but Amazing Spider-Man two and Amazing Spider-Man one both were in the top, you know, five top ten domestic and worldwide grosses for the year and made a ton of money relative to their budget and marketing money. So to call them a failure, uh, I thought was a little excessive and, you know, disappointment, certainly. I mean, you, you expect these things to grow and not shrink. Um, I think Spider-Man from Sony is definitely a franchise on the shrink and not on the grow. So the Sony hack emails came out, they, they mentioned this. Uh, then there was talk that, uh, uh, yeah, that, that they broke down, and then lo and behold, we get news last night that uh, they struck a deal. And uh, the first thing I thought of was, well, what does this mean? Like, what, what, you know, there's a lot of cross-pollination. To me, I'm always fascinated by the money side of it. You know, it, like, like most things in life, you can figure things out by follow the money. Um, and John, you pointed me to a Variety article earlier that kind of summed it up as, if Spider-Man and his characters appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies produced by Marvel slash Disney, there's no money exchanged. Marvel doesn't have to pay Sony any money. Sony's not going to get any consideration. Uh, they'll, they'll get some sort of producer credit, uh, but they'll get to use it. Vice versa, Marvel isn't going to get any money by using Spider-Man as a part of the greater Marvel Universe in their own movies. Uh, now, 
whether that means if there's some sort of concession that has to be made if they're if the Marvel proper characters show up in in the Sony movies, um, but my guess is that's probably just a separate deal with the actors at this point that Marvel um, would have to have some say so. But so even though Feige is going to produce on on the Sony Spider-Man movies, he's not he's a he's not getting paid for it, uh, and uh, he it, it sounds like Sony's going to have ultimate control. So they will be responsible for budget. For you know, ultimate you know, say so on the movies, uh, uh, but ultimately, it it's Sony's deal with Spider-Man, and I think them bringing Feige into the fold maybe on paper doesn't solidify things you know as far as money goes. But I think the reason they want Feige in is because at least from a Mar- Marvel perspective, everything he's touched has turned to gold, and to bring him in on Spider-Man to consult, I think is a smart move. And, and just shows that Sony is willing to... I think they're just conceding that we need help. Uh, and, and they see that help in the form of Kevin Feige and, and Marvel slash Disney. It, it's kind of like this giant kumbaya moment. You know, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to take any money from you. You're not going to take any money from us. We're going to share the character and see if we can't both do better. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, at this point, I I say that it it benefits Sony more so than Marvel, but I I, th- I think Marvel is going to get a huge boost out of this because I think this is going to rejuvenate the Marvel franchise in in a way that it'll bring some youth to it. Um, what we've come to know is Andrew Garfield is out. Uh, they're they're going to look to recast. They're going to go younger. It sounds which which I think is smart. I mean, if you're if you're looking to reinvigorate this franchise and you want something, you've already plotted your movies out for the next, you know, four or five years. And if you want to make this a three, four picture deal, you need somebody young enough that isn't going to be 40 year old Spider-Man, you know, swinging across the screen in, uh, in five or six years. And Garfield at 31 is, is kind of getting towards that, you know, Tobey Maguire age, you know, towards the end of his run. Right. Hold on to that thought one second. I'm going to see if we can add Brad right now. Hello, Bradley. Hey guys, what's up? How you doing, man? We're doing great. We're probably not doing quite as good as you. Man, yeah. I'm as happy as a little girl. I think is the phrase I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, I mean, obviously, those are your uh, immediate thoughts. What? Uh, I don't know. Tell tell me something. What went through your mind? What are you hoping for? What? Uh, where do you think this leads? Well, when I first read about it i was at work i worked till 11 um p.m and it had just broken and uh i read it and i said i had to have read that wrong and i read it again and i got lightheaded and uh, (laughs) and then shivers went down my back and i thought i've died and i've gone to heaven this is what heaven is like Uh, and then i immediately started thinking Oh man, I hope they can pull this off. I hope they don't screw it up. But after reading the article again, you know, I really, I really have good feelings about this and I have high hopes. Um, I don't blame Sony for not wanting to let go completely. I really don't. But I mean, if they were a person, I'd give them a man hug for letting somebody else play with, you know, a character that they own. And, uh, I, I am just so happy. 
Spider-Man is arguably Marvel's flagship character. I mean, when you see Marvel, maybe not so much in the last several years because of Iron Man Cap and the Avengers and that whole bit, but before then, before they started making these solo movies, when you saw any advertisements for Marvel anywhere, it was usually Spider-Man, and if it wasn't, it was probably Wolverine. So he is back where he belongs. I'm thrilled to die. I'm getting goosebumps right now talking about it out loud. <laughs> I literally am. Um, you know, I was not a fan of the last two Spider-Man movies by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm, I really have good feelings now that Kevin Feige is involved. I think it was a smart move by Marvel Obviously, they were hurting after the last movie didn't do as well as they thought. You know, they put some other movies on hold on the back burner. And I don't know. I mean, I just it feels good and it feels right. Are you guys as excited about it as I am? Oh, definitely. I'm I'm really interested in, you know, how and what it means exactly. I mean, we're getting dribs and drabs now about how the deal is actually structured, but I have a lot of questions, you know, and one of the really cool things about it being Spider-Man in this position is Spider-Man has the full mask. (laughs) It doesn't have to be the Spider-Man actor. It doesn't have to be the Peter Parker actor or Miles Morales, which I guess we'll get to uh, in a little bit. You can just have, you know, an athletic body show up in the costume with a close voice actor or the, you know, the actor that's going to play the part in the Sony movies voicing it. Um, and he would never have to show up on set, you know, so that, that gives you a lot of freedom in terms of, you want to have Spider-Man swinging in the background in civil war. You want to have a cameo here. You want to have him pass by in daredevil. I mean, <laughs> it opens up yeah. like so many possibilities. Yeah. I, my first concern is, what I read last night was that he'll appear in a Marvel universe movie before going back to Sony for one of their, you know, one of his solo movies. So I started thinking about all the movies coming up and the only one that it actually makes sense for him to be in is civil war, not necessarily because of what happened in the civil war storyline in the comics, but because of all the other movies that there are that are coming up. So the Captain America one is the only one that makes sense. And if there was any of the established movie characters right now that I would want Spider-Man to interact with, it would be Steve Rogers and Captain America. Um, He's always had, they've always had like a, a respect for each other. You know, Steve calls him son and uh, he gives Peter the benefit of the doubt when, things go wrong you know this is just all from my reading of the books so i'm really excited about it Uh, they haven't started shooting civil war at all right no no Mm -hmm. so obviously if we're going to assume a friend of mine told me that it was officially announced that he was going to be in civil war you know well uh comicbook.com said that 
Wall Street Journal said, and I said, yeah, Tina said that Joey said that Lisa said that Becky said, you know how that goes. So Sure. That's what we've been dealing with for the last six months. Yeah, if we can assume that it's going to be Civil War that he appears in, then obviously they're going to have to figure out some way that makes sense for him to be in this movie. And so far they've they've not mentioned him at all you know well who's to say that it isn't a tag on who's to say that it isn't a post uh credit i mean that would be an appearance in a movie before yeah the next spider-man i think personal personally i think i think civil war is what drove this whole thing i think once they decided hey let's try and do civil war and i think once robert downey jr signed on for for Civil War, I think it was like, okay, this is crazy enough it actually might work. What could we do to, to make it even crazier? And then I think the Spider-Man negotiation stuff was going on, and 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 now it's become a reality. So, I mean, they've, they've definitely said he will appear in a, in a Marvel movie before his own, and the only one that's available uh, before his movie is... Uh, uh, well, we know Age of Ultron has completed filming. You know they did do some reshoots, but uh, doubtful that that they would try and shoehorn him in. Ant Man is done shooting. Uh, you know, so th- that's that's a done deal there. So Civil War hasn't started. The only other one that would that would drop before his movie, and we'll get we'll get to the whole time shifting thing in a, in a minute, but uh, is Doctor Strange possible? But if you're going to introduce a character into the universe that that deals with the subject matter that Doctor Strange does, you're probably not going to want to photobomb that movie with Spider-Man. Um, so, so Civil War really makes makes sense from a thematic standpoint, from a uh, trying to follow closely from the comic, and just from a ridiculous scale that this movie seems to be trying to go for, and ridiculous in a good way, not in a bad way. Yeah, it. Um, I would want. I wouldn't want him at all to try to be fit into Doctor Strange because you're going to need all your attention devoted to the character of Doctor Strange to make him believable, to make him, you know, something that somebody that people, the general public are going to want to watch. I mean, they're going to want to watch because it's Benedict Cumberbatch, but, you know, if you distract them with, oh, Spider-Man's here, you know, it's not going to feel as much of a distraction if you put him in Civil War even though we're going to be introduced to Black Panther during Civil War, but we will already have known Captain America. We will already have known Iron Man. You know, if they put him in Doctor Strange, I'm trying to get to know Doctor Strange, so don't distract me with my favorite superhero of all time. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. So uh, I, I'm getting goosebumps again just thinking about it. I can't <laughs> – you know, ever since I was a kid – I've always dreamed of seeing, you know, all these guys on the big screen, and we're finally getting to to see that happen. And now, you know, we've always been pining for people like Spider-Man and Wolverine, you know, and the Fantastic Four to be in movies with the ones that are in it now, you know, Cap and Iron Man and Thor. I mean, how awesome would that be? Well, you know, we're finally getting it. And and we're getting it, in my opinion, with the 
the best character you could do this with. You know, everybody knows Spider-Man. Everybody loves Spider-Man. I mean, those movies made crap loads of money. So it just, I just want to hug somebody. That's how happy I am right now. It is the perfect character because you don't have to, you don't have to do an origin. You don't have to mess around with, you know, explaining who he is. He can just swing by and drop down and start cracking jokes and it would work fine. The only problem I can foresee, but I have faith in Marvel that they'll figure out how to get around it, is they've already named drop, name dropped Stephen Strange and other people, vague interpret, vague uh, descriptions of other people, you know, that might end up being certain heroes in the Marvel universe. Not once have they ever mentioned the guy who can stick to walls, or, or you know, I see him flying around the city or whatever. They've never done that, so. How are they going to make it believable that he's in it and have the heroes accept him being there and not freak out about this being a new guy? You know, like maybe maybe Nick Fury says, well, I, you know, I've known him, known about him for a while. I've just been keeping him to myself because you guys have had too much to worry about already. You know, maybe something like that. I don't know, but. They're going to digitally put him on magazine covers in Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's easy to get around. I mean, it's at this point, it's been a few years since the first Avengers movie. These, the time period moving forward seems to be somewhat in real time. So since the last time all of these guys got together, I mean, th there could have been Spider-Man running around for a year or two years at this point. So I, I, th I think it's I think that's that's an easy problem to solve. Yeah, I mean, what's the last big movie was Guardians. Okay, that happened in outer space. And then before that was what? what? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. So that's been a couple years. So, you know, maybe it's something about, you know, right about the time that, uh, I forget the guy's name. Guy Pierce. What did he, what was, what was his name? Oh, Killian. Yeah, right about the time Killian. Eldridge Killian. You know, and the Mandarin thing blew up. There was this guy in New York who came on the scene. It's been a couple of years and, you know, that could work, something like that. Tony's a West Coast guy. No, nah, he belongs in New York. <laughs> he belongs in New York. As you guys know, I'm at work, and I've, I wish I wasn't. I wish I was at home at on Skype with you guys, but uh, the man calls, so I got to get back to it. I'm glad I was able to sneak away for a little bit. I can't be more excited about yeah. this. I've, I have not been more excited about a movie. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. My excitement for the new this this announcement and the possibilities it creates rivals my excitement for the new Star Wars movie. That's how much I'm looking forward to this. That's how happy I am right now. That's a bold statement. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. All right, brother. Yeah, as if the uh, as if the Marvel Studios movies needed any more excitement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I'm really curious if they're going to lose the Captain America moniker with this movie and just call it Marvel Civil War. Because, um, I mean, even in the, in the now, you know, we're over a year away at this point, but even the imagery, Civil War is more prominent than Captain America. Uh, yeah. Just, just in the, in the, you know, in the typography. So uh, it'd be interesting. But uh, so you, you mentioned, uh, you know, we earlier we talked about Peter Parker. We talked about Miles Morales. 
so the internet's kind of been blowing up, you know, just in, you know, the whole, you know, obviously there's a lot of history. It's almost, again, with Marvel in the Ultimate Universe specifically, where uh, art's imitating life. Um, and Bendis credits um, some of his thinking for creating Miles Morales, the, the, the African-American uh, slash Hispanic uh, uh, Spider-Man of the Ultimate Universe. Uh, spoiler for for the Ultimate uh, Universe, uh, but Peter Parker uh, died in the Ultimate Universe, and Miles Morales has kind of come along uh, to replace him. And you know, a lot of that genesis was Brian Bendis seeing D uh, Daniel Glover dressing up as Spider-Man, and there was on that I guess it was Community. He was uh, had a bit on there, and he was kind of actively positioning himself to try and get the role instead of Andrew Garfield, and that didn't pan out. So Bendis, you know, thought maybe it's time, so they made this big shift in the in the Ultimate Universe, um, and it, it kind of made, it definitely made sense and fit in there. Um, I don't see them going that route with the movies. I think Peter Parker Spider-Man is a 64-year-old character, a 50, I'm sorry, a 54-year-old character at this point, uh, He's much more recognizable as Peter Parker, uh, especially in the red and blue with the webbing. That's, you know, people know him as that. Uh, and I, I just don't see from a marketing brand standpoint that they're going to be able to pull off Miles Morales as the, uh, the Spider-Man moving forward. Not, not to say that, um, that he may not have his place. Not to say that, you know, that, that he's a horrible character. Um, or anything like that, but I just think Marvel has a brand to promote and protect, uh, and I think moving forward, that's what it is. And we don't even know if Sony has rights to Miles Morales. I mean, that 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 character was definitely created post whatever deal Sony made with uh, with Marvel. Yeah, I don't. I agree completely. I don't think you go through all this trouble to make this move for Miles Morales. No. I think um, I think an awesome Spider-Man movie from Sony down the road is some sort of alternate dimension thing where Morales is Spider-Man in another reality and they do a team up or something. I think something like that would be would would could work really well. But but yeah, just right off the bat, I I just don't see it. Interesting. So what else do we know anything else um, as a definite? I I guess not. Well, we we know about some shifts. We didn't talk about the the date moves. So sure. You know, it's it's funny, John. You said you know kumbaya moment between Marvel and Sony, and and I think that's exactly what we have because Marvel Marvel was willing to cede over um, a slot to Sony. Uh, they they had Thor Ragnarok, the third Thor movie, slated for uh, July twenty eighth of twenty seventeen, and I, I guess with their deal with Sony, uh, they gave that slot to Sony for the for the next. Spider-Man movie post his appearance in the cinematic universe. Um, so that bumped Thor to be the November release, which then in turn bumped Black Panther from the November 3rd, 2017 release to take Captain Marvel's slot of July 6, 2018, which caused Captain Marvel to take the Inhumans slot of November 2nd, 2018, uh, and the Inhumans bumped to July 12th of 2019. Um, so the the two movies that ha are not moving are uh, Avengers, uh, um, 
Infinity War Parts 1 and 2. Those are sticking in the May dates in 2018 and 2019. Uh, but these other movies are shifting around because of the Sony deal. Which again, pretty big, pretty big deal. Um, you know, when it comes to contracts and actors and getting all this stuff, you know, together to, to slide a movie, you know, we're looking at Thor is going to slide, I guess four months is in three and a half months actually is not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, they'll probably proceed with filming and everything just like they were and just uh, delay the release. Um, I kind of like Thor as the winter release. I don't know why. I mean, they did that for, uh, the Dark World, and I think it worked pretty well. Uh, I, I think it's kind of, I think it'd be nice to kind of have a Marvel movie in the winter to kind of tide us over. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so it's going to go, we'll get the Black Panther appearance in Captain America Civil War in 2016, and then, uh, it'll be two whole years before he gets his own movie instead of a year and a half. He's, he's going to move from November to J- to July, so that's an eight-month shift, which is is pretty big. Uh, and then Captain Marvel again, not that not that big of a deal, uh, just uh, four months. And then again, Inhumans is an eight-month shift, which you know again gives them time with that Inhumans movie to just kind of gauge how things are going. I mean, given the popularity of Spider-Man, given how much money that Civil War may or may not make, I mean that could that could change a lot of things. And I guess the other stuff that is in play, there's the Secret Six movie and the untitled female Spider-Man universe movie that seem to be in question right now. I've read in some places that they're canned, and I've read in other places that they are still on track to be happening. Um, and Marvel would have nothing to do with those as far as from from what I've read. Right. Right. Yeah, I've heard that the Sinister Six is going to push to possibly the end of, of 2017 at this point, where they were looking for a 2016. But I think at this point, with the unprecedented cooperation between Marvel and Sony, I think they're they're going to make sure they don't do anything to step on each other's toes at this point. I think they agree that, that they've got a good plan moving forward and that it, it, it makes sense to just keep this the way it is and see how it goes. I'll be really curious. I mean, the the big big thing in this is is Sony, right? I mean, we know that Marvel this can only make these movies even bigger by adding Spider Man as a as a, a co star, a cameo, a guest appearance, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm just really curious what adding the Marvel brand is going to do for the Spidey movies. It doesn't say whether or not it's going to have the Marvel Studios banner on it. Uh, you know, the, the, the intro, the flip that we get at the beginning, if it's going to be considered a Marvel Studios movie, uh, it just, it, it's just mean, you know, the only thing we've heard is that Feige is going to, is going to basically produce, but, you know, ultimately Sony has all the control. Right. And, and Feige is going to produce the amazing Spider-Man title movies. Uh, Correct. right. So again, all right. So he has nothing to do with anything else that they may decide to do that would have Spider-Man universe characters. And do we know anything about, you know, is this, does this sharing go past Spider-Man? You know, can Green Green Goblin show up in in an Avengers movie? Uh, You know, again, the possibilities are like endless right now, and it's too early to really say anything. Yeah, it, it talks about, you know, possible mixture back and forth, but again... 
you know, Sony wouldn't have anything financial, you know, basically wouldn't have a financial stake. And it sounds like Marvel wouldn't have a financial stake if, if it goes the other way around. If we see, uh, you know, Cap show up or, um, you know, Falcon show up or, uh, you know, Hawkeye show up in, in a Spider-Man movie that, uh, it doesn't look like, like Marvel Disney is going to get any participation on that. Um, but I think, I, I think, Sony, I'm, I'm hoping what they're going to see is if Feige could step in and reinvigorate that franchise, I think Sony's going to be a lot more open to letting him have the keys to the kingdom and basically say, you know, whatever you want. Like if, if we may not think, you know, from a, you know, from a on paper standpoint, this makes sense, but you know, dude, you, you've got a track record that we just can't argue with. And that it wasn't going anywhere to begin with. I mean, they obviously were looking to shuffle the deck, deck chairs on the Titanic of this franchise in their in their minds. Uh, so if Feige can reinvigorate it, so much the better. I think I think it just it it puts Marvel in a better spot to have more influence over over anything related to Spider Man. Right. And again, like, <laughs> how much of a help would it be? You know, or how cool would it be? Like. Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have to show up for a Spider-Man movie. Exactly. That's a little far-fetched. But they can CGI the Iron Man suit and yep. come close with the voice acting. Or they can hire him to do VO. I mean, right. you know, it, it, that's that's probably cheap, you know. Hire him for a day and he can do, you know, how many ever lines of dialogue he has. Uh, but, yeah, that that's the beauty of it is, is from, you know, some of these characters that don't, that can hide their, you know, their faces. They, they don't even need... Uh, you know, the actual actors on screen. And the New York-based Marvel Universe is growing quickly. Yeah. As, uh, you know, we get Daredevil and the Defenders and Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Jessica Jones, and now we have Spider-Man, you know, at least in the mix. I won't uh, get crazy with it yet, but uh, that's a cool little... You know, Spider-Man actually brings, like, a cool middle ground between, like what's going to be the Netflix universe and the cinematic universe. You know, the, the Netflix shows seem like they're going to be really grounded and the heroes are more kind of like lower-powered, ground-level stuff. And then, you know, we have Thor and we have the Infinity stuff and Loki and, and all that going on in the movies. Spider-Man is like a cool middle ground. Like, he's a superhero, but he's kind of grounded. You know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like a, yeah. an in-between area, which could be really cool to mix things into a Spider-Man movie because the ground-level characters would totally fit in running around New York City, but he can also swing around with, you know, he could hang from Iron Man's armor or something, which would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of possibility for him to make small cameos that we've all, you know, we all wanted to see the Peter Parker walking around with the camera taking pictures. We, you know, we we just wanted to see him swinging in the background, even if he's not involved in, you know, the, the action at hand. And I think uh, this opens that up. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, like you said, I mean, it's possible we could see, you know, some uh, reference to him in the, in the Netflix shows, which I think would be sweet to kind of, uh, you know, kind of get us ready for that. It, it, you know, they've just like, it, it's like they finally figured it out. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Like for years, we've not only in this Spider-Man, just like everything Marvel is doing, 
you know, for years, it was always, why can't we have this? I wish they could do that. And now it's like the gloves are just off. I mean, they'll they'll try anything right now, and everything's been gold so far, and that definitely helps them, you know, nudges them forward. You know who's got to be looking at this deal very, very closely right now is Fox. Fox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the mutant side of the fence they're happy with. I mean, those movies are performing very well. They're critically well-received. Uh, Days of Future Past was, again, top movie in the top movies for last year. Critically, it was well-received. Uh, it, it seems to be firing on all cylinders. Apocalypse looks to be kind of more of the same. Uh, so I think that's fairly safe, at least for now. Uh, Fantastic Four is the big wild card. And I think, I think if Fantastic Four flops, I think at this point, Fox is willing to make a deal with Marvel. And I think I think as far as FF is concerned, I don't think it's going to be a sharing deal with Marvel. I think at this point they'll just be like um you know, look, you know, give us 10% and we'll, you know, we'll give you the characters. Like we just give us a producing credit or something like that and you can have them back. And they'll be able to make you know, whatever they make as, as opposed to possibly taking a loss or a big hit uh, and, and all the resource suck of a Fantastic Four movie is going to be. But uh, but it remains to be seen. I mean, I, you know, I, part of me is rooting for them just because everybody is so down on that movie. Uh, part of me just wants them to, to, win, to win just because I'm tired of everybody judging something before they've even seen it, but... Um, yeah, and to me, I mean, I'm a I'm a little bit less um, of the actual book uh, nerd. I'll, I'll use that term um, than than a lot of us. And to me, like the mutants aren't all a big deal. It's Wolverine that's the big deal. Sure, sure. Um, you know, we've always said that when you go to when you see any Marvel product, you know, birthday party napkins. Spider-Man's on there. Wolverine's on there. They can't yeah. just ignore those characters. So, like, when I talk Fox, I'm really talking about Wolverine alone as a cameo or, or whatever they could do. And to me, Fantastic Four doesn't even mean so much. Uh, I know they're huge and their history in the comics is, you know, undeniable. But I think because these movies have failed for so long that they're sort of out of sight, out of mind at this point. You know, Spider-Man has been making hundreds of millions of dollars, whether they say it was a, you know, right. a failure exactly. or not. Yes. You know, the the Wolverine X-Men movies have been a huge hit as well. Hugh Jackman's done arguably the best job of anyone playing a character. You know, I'd put him up against Robert Downey Jr. playing Tony Stark. Sure. You know, those two guys are like synonymous with their character. So to me, it's Wolverine that's the huge other piece. I'm going to get greedy now and just hope that they bring in Wolverine at some point. But um, yeah, and I mean, you know, honestly, Jackman's days are probably numbered with that role, too. I mean, he's, you know, he's getting mid 40s, getting towards 50. It's going to be a harder sell to keep him as a character that ages extremely slow. Um, and, and just from a I'm sure it's it's going to get harder and harder for him to get in the kind of shape and go through the kind of regiment that he has to go through to 
um, to get to that role. So I, I think if and they've never they've never done Wolverine in costume, quote unquote, either. Um, you know, they've they've kind of played with the black leather and stuff like that. But I think when Jackman's done that that maybe Fox is willing to do something like uh, uh, Sony's doing with Spider-Man and just say, OK, fine, you can use them. But, you know, it's it's only to better our position as as he legitimized he's legitimized in your universe. Right. And I'm sure that, like you said, they're going to have a close eye on what happens. So sure. Sony Sony lends them out, doesn't take any money. You know, the Marvel movies make their money, but the next Spider-Man movie makes a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's going to be the key to Marvel knocking on uh, Fox's door and saying, hey, you want to make a billion dollars? <laughs> we can we can do it together. Yeah. When it's funny because, uh, to, to backtrack a little bit and talk about this deal, so Amy Pascal was in charge of Sony Studios, and... If you remember from the email uh, leaks, the Sony the Sony hack, uh, some unflattering things came out about her. I mean, she had some unflattering things uh, in private that she said about the president um, and and somebody she was communicating with, and so she was kind of put in a bad spot. And so when I guess it was just like two weeks ago, maybe maybe less than that, that the news came out that she was stepping down as head of Sony Pictures to take on a, a to take on other producing projects. And at the time, they weren't named, but I don't think anybody really thought that she'd be stepping down to take over, to take the reins of Spider-Man. Um, and, you know, once this news broke yesterday, that's exactly what happened. I mean, she, you know, whether she was forced to step down, whether she voluntarily stepped down, whether she saw this as kind of a way to redeem herself and, you know, and broker this, this deal and get it done, who knows? Um, but, but it looks like her and Kevin Feige had a bit of a powwow and, and, you know, work, work things out. And, and that's where we are now. It's really all, um, amazing. I mean, if you go back, you know, just follow the Sony timeline from, you know, a few months back with the hacks and, you know, the interview movie and, and now yeah. they're, you know, yeah. it, <laughs> they're shaking hands with Marvel. It, it reminds me of, you know what I thought of? And this is just how my brain works. I thought of Ghostbusters <laughs> when Bill Murray's going, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Yeah. It, it, and, you know, I'll admit firsthand, I, I've got a little bit of crow to eat on this deal because I was pretty much in the, I didn't. I didn't add much credence to it. I mean, now, like I mentioned earlier, once the Sony email hacks came out, it was undeniable that conversations took place because they were documented. Um, but I, I will say, on the one hand, I'm I'm a little vindicated in that. Again, Sony isn't giving up Spider-Man to Marvel. I mean, that that's the one thing in all of this news that people need to understand. Sony is not saying here Marvel, here Spider-Man, you can have him back for you know either for free or for cash or consideration or anything like that. This is, this is like a, um, like you said, like a, like a handshake deal, you know, just like, you know, okay, you do your thing, you can borrow him. Um, and then we get him back on the, you know, every other weekend to, to do what we want to do, uh, and, and work it that way. So it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, the, the best possible way. I mean, you know, from Marvel's perspective too, they get what they want. 
you know, at this point, their plate is full for the next four or five years. They don't have to worry with trying to start a Spider-Man franchise. They've got this organic franchise that they've built. But they get to have that character and fit him in and use him to enhance the brand. And Sony can worry about putting up all the cash and be up front um, with Feige's help and try and reinvigorate that franchise. So it, it, it really does um, benefit both. And, and, th- and that being said, I think we get casting news relatively soon. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, they do, uh, you know, we're saying Marvel has time to figure it out, but we, you know, they're going to start interjecting him. Um, I don't know what I'm saying. I, I It's just going to come pretty soon. And then we're, we're going to have our answer, whether it's Miles Morales or, or Peter Parker in a hurry. Yeah. And, and I don't, uh, I mean, they got to be looking to start shooting Civil War soon. I mean, it's February. The movie comes out a, a year from May, you know, given, you know, shoots, reshoots, uh, post-production effects, everything else. Um, you know, even a year seems tight to me. Like, uh, so I imagine, I think, I think in April, I think they start shooting in April or something like that. Uh, not granted, I mean, just like with Guardians, you know, if, if for a majority of the movie we're not seeing Peter Parker, but we're seeing Spider-Man, they can almost have anybody, um, you know, behind the mask and in the suit and then, you know, cast later. But I, I agree with you, John. I think it's going to be more of we're going to hear something pretty quick as far as who's going to play this character. And it sounds like this has kind of been done, but maybe the I's weren't dotted and the T's weren't crossed. So this could all be underway. Sure. You know, as well. Wild times. Crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I would have never, like I said, I, I, um, if six months ago you would have told me this was going to happen, I would have not believed it. Not even, not even close. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. I just didn't think, I didn't think Sony was ready to give up the fight. Uh, not that they've given up the fight because, like you said, they didn't give him back, but, I just always felt that Sony was going to always give the, you know, the uh, proverbial finger to Marvel and say, nope, you sold us Spider-Man and, (laughs) you know, make all your money over there and we're always going to have Spider-Man over here and too bad, you know, like that type of thing. I don't know why I thought the relationship was like that. Um, They need a win. You know, Sony needs a win at this point because they've, um, you know, financially have taken a beating for, you know, not just not just on the, the pictures enter side of things, but just as a corporate uh, on the corporate side of things, they've they've had issues. You know, they're um, you, you know, they're, the television market for them is is kind of slipping away uh, due to cheaper alternatives. Uh, some of the electronic stuff is 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 not going as good. I mean, the PlayStation obviously is doing probably better than they expected. Um, but between the hack, um, these emails getting out, a lot of egg on a lot of faces, uh, information being disclosed, the fact that they had to release the interview the way they did, they need a win. They need something to give them, a, a, at least if nothing else, a positive uh, public image, you know, something to kind of boost that. And I think them playing ball with Marvel, I think them, you know, opening up the kimono, so to speak, and letting Kevin Feige in to, you know, to have his hand uh, in what, what goes on with Spider-Man. 
Uh, and if they could turn it around and turn that franchise around, I think that goes a long way to kind of repairing Sony's reputation at this point, which I think is is in, in drastic need. Yeah, agreed. Um, anything else you could think of, or man, I, I feel like we've uh, we've talked it out pretty well. I I I just. You know, I, I refrained from posting a lot of stuff on Facebook today just because I wanted to save it for the show. And, uh, you know, just like anything, I mean, some stuff you're reading on Facebook, you just want to, you know, you just want to rip your hair out because people are just going berserk or they're, um, you know, putting two and two together and getting five or uh, whatever. So I've, I've remained fairly silent on it uh, and just wanted to, to talk about it here. But I think it's fantastic. I think it's it's a great idea. I think it's going to do nothing but um, but help both and make uh, Spider-Man a better brand and a stronger franchise on both ends of the on the both ends of the table. Yeah, I think it really is a win-win. I think uh, I think you might see the results more on the Sony side, only sure. because how much better can Marvel movies do? Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but uh, in the long run. And hey, you know, Marvel's been saying it all along, you know, they all the licensing of Spider-Man, you know, it's it's all Marvel's money. So there's really no reason for them not to promote the movie version as well. Right, exactly, exactly. I all guess right. the only other tidbit, one other tidbit I wanted to I, I was re, I was seeing on the net today and I I guess happy birthday to Maria Hill. She's 10 years old today. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's a little MCU related. So this is going to get real interesting. Uh, I guess one little bit I had left is it, we talked about the Marvel Studios brand. So uh, I think at this point, moving forward, the Sony Spider-Man stuff will be topics of conversation on this podcast where uh, they haven't really been in the past. I mean, I think we've maybe made mention to them, but at this point now that it's a shared character, I think I think we'll be uh, we'll be a little more. Uh, you know, talking about that news, we'll be uh, we'll be discussing it a lot more actively than we would otherwise. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I guess one other thing that they haven't really, you know, put in concrete yet is Amazing Spider-Man Three when it eventually does come out, if it's even called that, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be Andrew Garfield. You know, will it be another reboot, um, or will they just kind of pick it up? Not even necessarily where Amazing Spider-Man 2 left off, but just picking up the character as it was and maybe with other common actors around him. You know, we really don't know much about that yet. And that's going to go far as to whether we decide whether the other Spider-Man movies happened in the, yeah. <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whether they're all not canon at all. Or Yeah, I'm hoping... I. I... I can't imagine that we'd get another origin story because I think people would stab themselves in the eye at this point um, that, you know, in less than 15 years, we're seeing a third origin for Spider-Man. Um, but I almost think they would take, if they really want to just make sure that people understand who this guy is and where he comes from, they'd take the Incredible Hulk approach where in your opening credits, you hit your, your, your high points, you know, high school student, bit by a spider, uncle is killed, becomes Spider-Man. I mean, boom. You know, you could tell that um, in a in a two-minute credit sequence without too much trouble. I see it as an awesome tag-on 
So remember the tag-ons early on when Tony Stark and, like, um, you know, Fury and Tony Stark were, like, recruiting, or I should say Fury was recruiting and trying to get Stark to be a consultant or whatever? Sure, sure. So Stark and Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, are walking into a hospital facility, and... All f- and Fury is explaining it as they're walking into the room. We got a high school student bitten by a radioactive spider showing strange levels of g- whatever they want to call it, gamma, whatever they do to switch it around to make it fit. They open the, <laughs> they open the hospital room door. The room is empty because then they pan up and he's hiding in the corner of the ceiling. <laughs> and that's your tag on. And that's your Spider-Man introduction, and you never have to do an origin. Yeah, yeah. No, that was for free, Feige. <laughs> the next one you got to pay for. <laughs> nice. Uh, one other thing real quick, uh, if we're closing out, unless you had anything else either. No, I'm, I'm good. Um, so uh, for for our very, very generous patrons, I will put this episode up as a non-paid episode. Uh, one of the things we talked about early on, for those generous enough to contribute to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash it's all connected, uh, is that we keep to a once a week, no more than once a week schedule uh, because we're in the middle of Agent Carter and all that. Uh, this news was just too fresh uh, and too raw for us that we wanted to get something out. So we're not going to um, you know, hit everybody up for, for an extra slot, um, in case they didn't put uh, a monthly maximum on, um, on that deal. Uh, so, so I just wanted to, to mention that. Um, and please visit the, uh, Patreon page. Your podcasts will always be free, but podcasting isn't exactly free. Uh, so any help with the costs of hosting and URLs and, you know, we've talked about it a lot. We we have some video stuff in mind. I think one of the ideas is starting to become a little more concrete. We'd like to do like some unboxing of different Marvel products and stuff. But listen, we're not the Howard Stern Show. Marvel is not sending us things for free to <laughs> unbox and review on the podcast. Uh, so we would have to purchase anything like that. And that goes for the, you know, the movies come out. We want to do a movie commentary. We want to review the Blu-rays. We want to give away the digital copies. It's all coming out of our pockets at this point, which is okay, but any help would be appreciated. Patreon.com slash it's all connected. Excellent. And uh, check out HHWLOD.com. Uh, the article will be posted on the front page. Uh, we'll have all of our contact information there. Email addresses, phone numbers, uh, links to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, the whole nine yards. Uh, so head on over to hhwlod.com to check all that stuff out. Great. So we'll probably see you in a couple of days for uh, the next episode of Agent Carter, which is just about ending. Yes, <laughs> yes. So we're going to have to get caught up, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. Oh, good. Thanks, everybody. Just like guys, look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Welcome, fame, he's ignored. 
satisfaction is his reward to him. Life is a great big hang-up, wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find the Spider-Man.